Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Great to have you with us. And you know him from doing stand-up on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, writing on The Late Late Show with James Corden, hosting Cash Cuties, a comedy finance podcast that analyzes guests' credit card statements and judges their spending habits. And I know you're like, ugh. Everyone has a comedy finance podcast that analyzes guests' credit card statements and judges their spending habits. But this is the best one. Trust me. He just purchased a certified pre-owned Prius C, and he's very excited about it. It's Fumi Abe. Fumi, welcome to Is This Good? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Shout out to my Prius. It is looking good. I was, I was thinking about introducing you as saying he's got that Prius C dick, but I didn't feel good about it. Didn't feel like we knew each other uh, well enough. No, I would have um, loved it if you did, but thank you. Okay. The Prius C dick is, of course, a very efficient dick. Yes. Um, <laughs> so um, I've been listening to Cash Cuties, your podcast, and um, on it you've said that your inspiration for starting it was moving from a period of financial stability to a period of financial instability. So I assume that's yes. is when you change jobs and which jobs were you changing between? Well, it's it's actually a new thing. So throughout a lot of comedians, you know, they'll like sort of quit their jobs immediately and start walking dogs and stuff like that mm-hmm. to kind of like risk it all. I didn't do that. I worked in advertising for a very long time and I quit when I quit, I, it's because I got another like comedy job at Comedy Central making like TikTok videos over the pandemic. And then I left that job to write for Corden. But then I, I my contract ended at Corden in June of last year. So then that's that was the first time I had been like, I've never, I don't have a job like really lined up and I have to kind of figure out comedy. So like weirdly, it wasn't sort of this jump of like, I'm going to risk it all and do comedy. It was sort of like after, you know, like I never, um, so, so, and it's weird because I'm like older now, you know, I think a lot of people sort of quit their jobs and go for their dreams in their like 20s, but I was too scared to do that. So like I always had a full-time job or like some sort of like income coming in. Um, and now I'm just sort of like, it hasn't even been that long to be honest, with you, but now I'm just kind of like figuring out what how I can do this full time. And then I'm just always, you know, in LA, especially you're just surrounded by people who are like, they'll just come to you at parties and be like, I just sold a movie. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so you surround and, and they like really show wealth here. I think this podcast couldn't have happened in New York because in New York, of course I have successful friends in and outside the business, but they don't really show it. Everybody takes the train. Everybody's kind of wearing the same clothes. We're all cold. But here, like, you know, I got friends going up in like Mercedes G class and like, you know, they just really, really show it. So you feel the, the financial pressures more. So that's like the space I was in when I came up with this podcast. It, it's funny you say that because that's something I talk about with my friend. I moved to LA about three years ago. My friend from Montreal, where I'm from, moved here like a year ago. And we always talk about how it's like, if you want to feel poor, come to LA. Not just because the cost of living <laughs> is high, but because when you compare yourself to what seems to be the average person, which can't be the case, this city of like 10 million people, it can't be the case that everyone is insanely wealthy, but it certainly feels that, that everyone, um, is insanely wealthy. 
Did you say your contract ended at Corden, or did you leave because you got tired of people asking you if he was really driving the car during carpool karaoke? <laughs> no, no, it's I just I just didn't get renewed, so it's just like okay. I got fired for for like a better word. It's okay. We JD uh, and I have, we know been, have been there too. We know the feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, we've been fired from TV jobs as well. Um, <laughs> I guess my main question about your podcast is for people that haven't heard it is someone will come on, a guest will come on, just like you're a guest on this show. Uh, but not only does that person have to devote their time to coming on this podcast, they have to show you their credit card statements so that you can assess, you know, income versus what they're spending on entertainment, you know, versus food versus rent and all this stuff. To me, money is still like the last taboo. So how do you get people to open up and share their credit card statements with you? Yeah, so, you know, at first we knew this would be a problem. So we kind of asked close friends. And I think, I think for people money, I think asking someone to, sh asking someone to show me their like checking account or like how much they have is like different than asking you if, if you can show me your credit card statement. Because that's just like how much you're spending on one card out of probably multiple. So it's not like your entire life. So if you really think about it, it's not like that invasive. And I always tell them they can sort of take out whatever they want to take out and not show me like that. I think in the earlier, I mean, we've been doing it like 13 episodes, but like in the earlier Cash Cuties, we were just sort of like finding funny purchases and hoping there's a story behind it. Now we're doing this thing where like you send me it in like a CSV format and I like categorize everything. And instead of like going purchase by purchase, you know, I just like, I, we do this thing called the racial preference analysis where I look at like every time you dine out and I categorize what cuisine you're eating and I see like which cuisine you prefer. And sometimes <laughs> that can be funny, especially if you're interviewing somebody who's like all about being Korean or something. And it turns out they mm -hmm. love Italian food more, you know? So like, we do yeah. stuff like that where it's more of like, it's more like big picture, like funny patterns as opposed to like, wow, like you spent this much on this, um, unless that's like a huge thing that comes up. And so I think after I'm able to show them like an example of what we do, it feels, it certainly feels like less invasive. But that said, we just had somebody on who was an OnlyFans star and like she was so open and she like gave me her like entire bank statement with how much is making and stuff like that. So like, you know, it just depends on like how much you want to give me and then that like feeds into like the comedy. Uh, I wasn't going to mention the OnlyFans thing because it might come up in the first question that I ask you once we okay, get to yeah, these yeah, yeah. good topics. But if in case it doesn't come up, because it was fascinating, <laughs> you said that the amount that an OnlyFans person makes will make you want to walk into the ocean. Uh, how much does an yeah. OnlyFans person make? <laughs> so this is like, and again, I'm not like, uh, she says this on her podcast, so it, this is public information at this point. It, it obviously, so she's been doing this for years. Keep, keep, keep in mind that it's only been like a year since she's able to do this. Every month is a hustle, you know, in terms of getting new people and stuff like that. But like from what I saw, this is gross income, not including like, you know, expenses and stuff. Hey, like let's that. not judge. But, I don't think it's that gross. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> dude, I mean, are you guys ready? One month, she made $80,000. Wow. On average, she's probably making like fifty. A month, dude. A month. Wow. And I'm sure some of that goes to like maybe OnlyFans fees or maybe she has a manager or like something like that. But let's just say 20% of that goes out. It's still a lot you're, of you're freaking money. Yeah, you're still doing great. You're still doing great. <laughs> uh, yeah. JD, would you rather um, would you rather share a picture of your junk on the internet or a picture of your credit card statement? Hmm. 
Wow, it's very, very tight. Very <laughs> tight, those two. I think I'm going credit card, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> is it like, um, but is it that crazy to, you know what I mean? Like, it's people have multiple ones, and I don't know, after doing it, it's like, I guess it's not like, I don't know. It's not like that crazy, especially if we're going by percentages and stuff like that, you know? And sometimes, sometimes people come on because they're a financial mess, and they want me to, like, sort of roast them shame them like sort of show them shame them but also like really like because some people have like a a drinking problem or whatever and they like i show them like you spent eighteen hundred dollars on alcohol that's rent dude like you know it really puts a picture in their head and so like honestly i think i'm I'm doing the lord's work you know i'm not gonna i'm doing i'm doing the lord's work it's fine (laughs) i'm not backing out of it (laughs) i just don't want anyone to see how much i spend on OnlyFans. honestly Well, JD, hold off on spending all that money on OnlyFans because as I do housekeeping, we don't have that much money as we tell people to subscribe to our brand new Patreon. Uh, Fumi, I know you guys have one too, so you know what it's about. Um, Some of you have already subscribed. We really appreciate the support. If you subscribe, you will get cool stuff like exclusive audio and video segments in every single show that non-Patreon people won't hear access to our Discord server, a live stream where you can hang out with JD and I and ask questions. The first one of those is happening March 30th, so definitely mm. sign up before then. And you can even get credited on the show. So go to patreon.com slash isthisgood. Uh, Fumi, I like how on your show people are just sending you Venmos willy-nilly. They're not even, there's no organized <laughs> principle. At the start of your show, you'll just be like, yeah, someone gave me eight bucks. <laughs> Yeah, that's been a while. I mean, we have a Patreon now because the system was flawed because people were sending my co-host way more money. And I was like, this is not fair. So, so we have a Patreon now. But yeah, in the beginning, we were like, I don't even think we ha- we should have one because we don't have enough listeners. But people like to give us money. So, you know, it is what it is. Nice. Okay, well, well, donate to our Patreon first. Then, whatever you've left over. <laughs> <laughs> you could Venmo Fumi directly. Uh, if you have questions about the Patreon or want to send me topics for a future show, hit me up at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. All right, Fumi, the premise of the show is super simple. I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me if it's good. All right, here we go. Mike Hawk asks, sharing Mike a password. Hawk. Well, JD, you're going <laughs> to... You'll see. Mike Hawk asks, sharing a password to a porn subscription site with your friend. Is this good? So he continues in an email. I identify as a heterosexual male, and I have had a subscription to a specific porn site for a number of years now. It's awesome. A lot of my friends are also heterosexual males, and based on conversations we've had over the years, it sounds like they're peeling their potato to free porn. I promise you what I have is better. Being the thoughtful friend that I am, and knowing there can be multiple devices logged into my account, I have offered my password to multiple friends over the years, and no one has taken me up on it, even though I've told them how much better it is. Now, maybe they're also paying for something and are too ashamed to admit it, and that's fine, but I have no shame. So I ask you, is sharing a pay-for-porn password with your buddy good? Regards, Mike Hawk. Yeah, Mike Hawk's not his real name, but he did put that name in. In the email, that was the name you wanted me to read. I love um, this. Well, this is just an A plus, an A plus email. I like he's, he's acting like he's like um, like a spice merchant, like coming to England for the first time, like with black pepper. It's like <laughs> I know you guys have been enjoying food just fine, 
<laughs> but I got a way to make it way better. Have you tried paprika? Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I love how many times he had to clarify he was heterosexual, which makes me think he's definitely homosexual <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that information has nothing to do with the question. It, it doesn't matter. That's not the point of this at all. <laughs> That was hilarious. Um, you, you do make a good point. I also don't like the the phrase "peeling your potato." Mm. Uh, oh God! I mean, it's like with every expression for masturbation, it's like you immediately get what they're saying. But I am fully envisioning like a potato peeler, like going across yeah, a shaft, yeah. and that's I, a that's definitely. a two handed maneuver as well, right? <laughs> that's true. Well, that's how heterosexual this guy is, JD. <laughs> <laughs> He's so hands. tough, man. <laughs> um, he's just flexing. Ah! Um, yeah. All right, Fumi. So, what, what's your, what's what's the vibe here? What are you thinking about this? Um, I mean, okay, it's tricky. I, here's some pros and cons. I guess it's like the reasons why it could be good is because, you know, I think me, like most people, I do not pay for porn because there's so much free stuff out there, and maybe I don't know what I'm missing. Maybe I need to talk to that spice merchant. You know, maybe there is the paprika of porn and it's going to add a new dimension to my porn consuming experience. And that would be incredible. I guess the weird thing is, I think that when it comes to like watching porn, like masturbating, there is like this element of you need to be alone, right? It's a very, it's like a very solo activity. Um, By definition. Well, I guess you could. Parallel well, play, yeah, but sure. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can do parallel play, but come on. You know, we're all, most of us are just sort of doing it in the dark corner of a room, you know, when our uh, girlfriends are out getting groceries or something, you know, when you have 20 uh-huh. minutes. That's just me. You gotta be quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, there is that, like, uh, that privacy element to it, which I think is good. I think it makes it better, the whole experience. But then if you share an account, Kind of like Netflix where they, they can just see what you've been watching. You know what your yeah. friends have been watching. And I just think that's like simply too much information. So I would say if it was a spectrum, it's like 70% good. You know, logistically it's good. But you have to be prepared if, if your friend's really into like, you know, hentai animal porn. And that's just something right. you have to live with. You know, I don't know. So, so does it change it for you if it's like... Um... A Netflix thing where the first screen pops up and it's like, Matt, Fumi, and we both have little avatars. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, that's an ingenious idea. But then I'd be so, I would click on Matt, you know, I'd be just like, well, yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, because I think that is, that is truly something that Mike is not uh, thinking of here is, is the algorithm switch up like i assume that like everything this service has some sort of algorithm i get pissed off at this point i don't even know how many people have my hbo max password and every Mm -hmm. time i turn it on i'm like it's like you want to watch velma and i'm like i don't want to watch velma what what (laughs) why (laughs) because someone else is is going in there and screwing everything up so imagine how screwed up the algorithm could get if you had one of mike's friends in there you know Go, going going full tentacle porn. Even on Pornhub, someone could very well search Valma, you know, and that's something you gotta watch. So. <laughs> and totally I'm gonna guess there's something, there is something there. Uh, JD, where, what do you think on this one? Would you share? Well, listen, I, I admire Mike's uh, generosity for sure mm. and openness 
that, that is to be admired. But I, you know me, I am an old school guy. When it comes to paying for content, I don't share my Netflix password. You know, when Netflix was changing its uh, its policies, mm-hmm. I, I adult friends over forty, over fifty were panicking. Like, like you just said, Matt. I oh, I don't even know where my original uh, login came from. You know, like they don't know what they're gonna do. And I'm like, I've been paying for all this shit like a fucking uh sucker this whole time so i like to (laughs) i like to pay for my my content and i like to keep it close to the vest and yes the algorithm thing is a problem because my kids destroy my algorithm i don't want anyone i don't want to know like that we've known each other for 20 years true we've we've definitely discussed sex in a way that's uncomfortable Uncomfortable, but but never personal. Never personal, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good distinction. Like you have never told me a sex story, and I don't want to hear a sex story <laughs> that involves you. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm sorry that I'm, I'm sure Fumi, who I have not, I've known for 20 minutes, would love to hear a, a yarn I that I spin from the bedroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Going back to JD's point for a second, I do think there's something about how, like, I think there's an age. I don't know how old Mike Hawk is, but there is an age element. <laughs> Wait a second. Right I just got that. I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I do think there comes a point where you need to pay for your own shit. You know, I remember when mm-hmm. I stopped pirating Photoshop and I just started paying for it. That was a really big deal in my life. You know, like, if you're a high schooler, that's okay. You know, so, yeah, if Mike Hawk is, like, a college student, you know working at some like whatever job with his boys like that's fine but maybe Mike Hawk is somebody who went to high school with JD he's an older man that guy needs to pay for his own shit you know it's, it's not really and about and he is uh, yeah he's paying that's the thing right it's yeah. his friends that are the dead yeah offers that's not a thing <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna say this is not good but but I, I've never like I've never wanted to share anything I mean I don't subscribe I think one problem with OnlyFans is once you're in a relationship, paying for OnlyFans feels too specific. Because, like, I think, sure, we all watch porn. But when you pay for OnlyFans, you're paying for a specific person. And I feel like mm-hmm. your partner maybe would feel uncomfortable that you're like, well, it's not just a random different woman that I like to look at every time. It's this specific one. And mm. she's much nicer to me than you. And I love her. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. The situation that I've run in where the only time I've ever ever wanted to share anything that relates to porn is when I see something truly unintentionally funny. Mm -hmm. And we're so used to like meme culture where it's like you see something funny on the internet, you boom, you send it to your friend because you know they'll get it. I saw once saw this thing (laughs) where it was a woman was naked and a man was dressed as Superman and he (laughs) picked her up. And went like that, like, put his arm in the air, and then, like, in the worst special effects green screen ever, like, they shot through the ceiling, and they were just flying naked over a city. And I was like, this is so goddamn funny. I want to send it to someone, but then I know there's going to be a lot of questions. Like, why are you sending this to me? I'm at work. How did you come across I have a family? Yeah. <laughs> I have a family. Um, so, yeah, the sad thing is, like, sometimes you want to bless people with a funny thing. You just want to give them a giggle. But you can't, you can't do it because it's going to... 
be a bigger problem than it is. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not it's worth just, it. I've I've definitely come across funny porn stuff, but I've never shared it to my friend. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> not to shame your behavior, but I've never like I'll share a meme. But I've never, like, I just feel like it's, to your point, it's, like, kind of intense to send a Pornhub link to someone because you don't know where they're at or who they're with. Okay. Um, Wait, Fumi, that's why you got to convert it into a bit.ly first. (laughs) (laughs) So, Fumi, before the show, we poll people on Twitter just to see where everyone's at. And 66% of people say sharing a password to a porn subscription site with your friend is not good. Mm. I thought it might be higher, to be honest. All right, next topic. Corey C. asks, asking the Uber driver to change or turn down the music, is this good? So Corey writes, on one hand, I'm like, this guy is working. He deserves to listen to what he wants, and at the volume, he wants to listen to it. On the other hand, it's 5 a.m., and I don't need Avril Lavigne's complicating blasted. I don't need Avril Lavigne's complicated blasting as I head to the airport. It does seem rude to ask, though. So, Fumi, what do you think about this one? First of all, it could be a lot worse than Avril. I mean, imagine you're oh, yeah. driving to the airport, and he's listening to the full album, and then I'm With You comes on, and just that wistful song, <laughs> chorus as you're staring out the window, and the, the Los Angeles rain is tapping against the pane. You know, that could be a, a nice yeah. experience. Yeah. But what do you think? Would you ever ask an Uber driver to change or turn down the music? I've been in the situation, and I don't do it because... I just feel that it would be, it's not awkward, it's just like, I think anytime you do anything in an Uber, there's this risk of like, they might give me a bad rating, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I could give them a bad rating too, but maybe we're at like a sort of a, what is the analogy, sort of like a Mexican standoff, where it's like, maybe we both yeah. just yeah. kind of have our guns like this, like, I'll give you a bad review, you'll a bad review, but then you don't actually do it, and you just get out the car, let's just be honest, the ride is 15 minutes anyways, <laughs> you know? So you just kind of take it. So I, I, I don't think it's good because I, I agree. I think Uber drivers get shafted a lot with the payment and stuff like that. And uh, let, let's be honest. I, I think the driver is fully aware he's blasting the music. He's aware. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's no, no one is not in on what's happening right now. You know, so he's doing it on purpose. So I don't necessarily think that you asking him to turn it down he might pretend not to hear you. I don't, I don't know if it's going to really have an impact. You know what I mean? So I think it's one of those things where like, if you really didn't enjoy it, you leave that shitty review after, uh, and you sort of, you know, you just enjoy that. You enjoy that. You, you, you maybe have potentially risked him losing his job. I don't know. I don't think you say yeah, it. Exactly. I don't think you say it. It's, so you, you think he might do the, uh, the frat boy asshole move of where you're like, uh, sorry, uh, sir, could you turn the music down? And then he turns it up and he's just like, Sorry, can't hear you, man. Yeah, I I feel like they would. I don't because they know if you're blasting, they know they know it's too loud and they don't give a fuck already. So what about the move where you get in and they're very intent on having you pick the music? They're like, "Hey, what do you want to listen to?" And you're like, "Ah, you know, whatever you got on's fine." No, no, no. Uh, seriously, what you know, anything you want. I got you could you could have my uh, you could have my phone. I got Spotify. You're like no, no, no. What like do you like that when they're putting the pressure on you to select music? You know, I it's so funny because I lived in New York for so long before I moved here. So most of my Uber experiences are from New York, and in New York, they don't do that. They don't talk to you because it, they're like loosely affiliated with like the taxi association or something. But every time I've gotten an Uber in like a random state like Ohio or something, uh, they are they do shit like that, and it always throws me off so much. So for me, it's kind of like funny. But if that was part of my daily routine. 
I would absolutely hate that. But I don't know. I I, I don't. I really. I'm I'm actually kind of a dick in Ubers to be honest. Like sometimes I'll just like if they do stuff like that, I'll pretend like I didn't hear them or just look out the window. <laughs> like I don't say anything, and I I try to make it very clear <laughs> I don't want to talk or be talked to. Um, so F- Fumi has selected a quiet ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think if you grew up in the age of cabs, which all of us did, you realize that I mean you had no choice. You could not make any selections. The person, there was a 99% chance the person would be yelling loudly into their phone. So I feel like anything that happens in an Uber is sort of a step up from that. Um, yeah. JD, where are you at on this one? I, I'm going to guess you would never ask a driver to uh, turn down their music. Yeah, I wouldn't. I should. I think it is good. I'm going to land on good oh, on this one. Okay. But I've never done it. I don't, have, I don't even have the balls to, to, to click the... Oh, I want a quiet ride. Like, I don't even have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that is rude. Like, don't talk to me. Through an app, I, I wouldn't do it. And then I end up fucking small talk the whole time, like, that I feel I need to keep up. Frankly, <laughs> if, the, if the music is blasting, it's kind of a relief to me because I don't have to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? 100%. This guy's driving around in his Elantra for like four hours straight. Let him listen. To, to the yeah. worst techno in the world, which he's definitely listening <laughs> it's to. It's always so. techno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst yeah. techno in the world. It's uh, never Avril Lavigne. I yeah, exactly. You that. exactly. Yeah, I, prefer, uh, I like Avril Lavigne. So, Fumi, 55% of people say asking the Uber driver to change or turn down the music is good, actually. Okay. So, JD, I guess they're with you on this one, but uh, you're too much of a pussy to, to speak your mind. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, That's exactly all right, right, Fumi, it's time for the Is This Good segment where, unfortunately, everything's bad. It's time to pick your poison. So here's how it works. I'm going to give you three related options that are all bad, and you have to pick your poison. So whichever you consider the least worst option. But there is a right answer. So in your honor, Fumi, today's topic is related to finance. So these are just annoying financial things. They're all annoying. They're all bad. But you're going to have to tell me which is the least worst. All right. First option. You move into a two-bedroom apartment with Lisa, a girl you met on Craigslist. You split the $2,000 rent evenly. The day after you sign the lease, she announces that her boyfriend Steve is moving in with her. Fucking Steve. He's unemployed. He loves cooking at home and using every available pot and pan. He doesn't have any friends, so he never leaves. He keeps his mountain bike in the hallway. He moves extra side tables from his old place that clutter the living room. And he keeps asking if you want to rip a quick game of wee bowling with him. When you suggest to Lisa that she should pay more, she says, There's two rooms. We agreed to split it per room. And I'm only still taking up one room. Now your home has become a prison. Alright, second scenario. You treat your friend Blaine to a nice dinner on his birthday. A couple weeks later, you go out to dinner again, and he says, Why don't you get this one, and I'll get you next time. The next time you go out, he hits you with a, Ah, fuck, sorry, I forgot my wallet. Cover me, and I'll Venmo you. The Venmo never comes. Then it's your birthday, and he doesn't get you shit. Finally, you text him, directly (laughs) ask him for the money back. He says, Oh yeah, my bad, of course. Money's a bit tight right now. I'll hit you up next week when the direct deposit hits. An Instagram notification pops up on your phone. It's Blaine posting a pic. He's in Turks and Caicos at a very fancy all-inclusive resort. (laughs) You are probably not getting that money back. Okay, third and final scenario. It's the night before a big presentation at work when you get a text from your buddy downtown Danny. 
He invites you out for dinner with some friends of his from the Goldman trading floor. You turn him down because money's a bit tight and you have to be in bed early. He pressures you saying he's heading out of town for a while. So you go, you order first, keeping it light and frugal with an appetizer and no alcohol. You then listen in horror as you hear other people say words like A5 Wagyu, Santa Barbara Uni, White Truffle, Premier Cru. The bill is split evenly and everyone agrees Danny shouldn't pay. So now you're at $400 even though you didn't drink. Well, at least Danny enjoyed the wine. Wait, where is he? Puking it all up in the bathroom? Cool. So, Fumi, it's time to pick your poison. So these are your three scenarios. You got the roommate situation with Lisa. You got deadbeat Blaine. Uh, and you've got downtown Danny who invites you out with his high roller friends, even though you, you barely ate and you didn't drink and you didn't even want to be there in the first place. Suddenly you're out a shit ton of cash. So which is the least worst to you? Do you want to go through them one by one? I mean, the first one is probably the worst because it's like an annual commitment, you know, if yeah. we're going yeah. by. And so the fight, not only is the financial damage the largest, but also like the everyday mental toll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would not let this happen or I would have to have like a serious talking to, you know, but if this is the situation, I mean, this is just awful. This is kind of like, um, you know, what uh, that show uh, Broad City with that like deadbeat boyfriend character. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bevers, uh, I think. Was Bevers, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like that, but like not cute and funny and just like all weed. Um, <laughs> oh, just listening to all this gave me so much anxiety. I hate all this so much. That's probably the worst one. That's probably the worst one. Um, Agree. What was the second one? Downtown Danny was the second one? Or the, uh, uh, second the one's Blaine. Guy? So just a friend that is, he keeps pretending that it's like a, a 50-50 thing, but clearly it's yeah. not. Yeah. This is, uh, this is very realistic. I feel like financially this is like the lightest damage, so I'd probably go with this one. But, you know, I think it's indicative of a lot of like, friendships i may have had in the past where like it's you know i think everybody has that friend you're like you want to be their friend so bad but they don't really fuck with you that much and you go (laughs) you go out of your way to do stuff and then you just get you know um but you know what i I did say this is probably the most financially light one but i lied because i feel like you have to go to therapy after this because danny or blaine doesn't (laughs) like you and now you're like in your head about it and you know you have to live with that so yeah, this one is this one's really sad. This one's really sad. Um, okay, the and then one? the third one is downtown <laughs> Danny. He's, you know, this has happened to us all. Like, we have friends that suddenly start making a lot more money than us and maybe aren't sensitive to the fact that we're not making as much and they're insisting we go to fancy places, putting some pressure on us, hanging with a high-rolling crowd. So, yeah, what do you, what do you think about this one? I hate this one. I... I I honestly, if this happened to me, I would just leave. I wouldn't even pay anything, and I would just leave. And I I don't think they would do anything. I'd be like, hey, um, this is fucked. Bye. And I would just leave. <laughs> I would just leave. This is crazy. This is so crazy. Um, yeah, four hundred dollars. Fuck that. I mean, I know it's only a one-time thing, but this one somehow hurts more than the second Come or third on, one because, it, because it's just so ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. Um, and now, again, the mental the mental toll is high. You you would agree that in like ninety to ninety nine percent of situations, splitting the bill evenly is the best course of action, or are you a, a line item guy? I think like most of the time it's fine, but it depends. I think when you're going out with like three or four people max, 
and you sort of order a bunch of stuff and you share everything and maybe one guy had like a one more drink than you it's fine you know but this sounds like it's like a you know big group dinner and people are ordering like wagyu steak and santa monica uh, uni and stuff like that so I think it's case by case, but I will say a lot of times in major cities you don't have a choice, right? Because like in New York and LA, they don't really do separate checks for you, um, which is really really annoying. So I think it's you know I, I I'm a I'm a big Venmo guy, you know I'm a big Venmo guy, um, but yeah I don't know I hate this I hate this so much it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you going? So you're going with the the middle one? Then Blaine is the least bad. Uh... I, I'm going to go with Blaine because I think the financial damage is the least. But I think in exchange to that, I'm taking a, a, a bigger mental hit, you know. But I'm willing to mm-hmm. fuck my brain up uh, as long as my bank <laughs> statement, my bank account is okay. So I'm going to go with option B. Okay, option B. JD, before I give the correct answer, where are you leaning on this one? Uh, I'm going roommate. You're going roommate? Be- yeah. Why? I just feel like... I can just go in my room and forget about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But- and I also that gives me like the social credit to to do my own shit in the apartment. You know what I mean? My girlfriend's gonna move in. That kind of thing. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna park my mountain bike in the in the, uh, the so, hallway. So you're just gonna make it worse for everyone, yourself <laughs> yeah. and everyone. That's right. That's right. Th- this one I cannot pick because this has literally happened to me. I moved in with someone, and then the day after I moved in, someone I didn't know, someone from the internet, and they were like, "Oh yeah, my girlfriend's moving in," and they did not understand why what? they should be paying any more in rent. I could not get them to understand it, and it just like. Because it's a little untangible to say, like, yes, I understand we ha- there's two rooms, we're splitting the rent because we're each in one room, but you should pay a tax for making me not be able to enjoy every other room in this apartment. Right. Yeah. And now it's not just, like, my roommate's out so I can have the full place. Now there's, like, a good chance that when my roommate's out, her boyfriend's still here. Or when her boyfriend's out, my roommate's still here. So it just makes everything suck. The correct answer is B, it's Blaine. Woo. I agree with you, Fumi. He's... I think he's still your friend. You might one day get that money back. He might one day come into some money and come take on. you out. You're never getting that no. money back. But then at least you you know, and it's like you can contain it to these three times. And now you're maybe you're you're not friends with Blaine anymore. But it's the one you have the most control over. Fumi is 100 percent right. The mental toll that Blaine will inflict on you because he doesn't <laughs> like you. That's that's the real expensive yes. thing here. He doesn't like you and he'll never like you and you'll never get that money ever we've got more topics to get to we'll explore them now in our gently paced speed round we call the chaotic good and this one's for the patreon sickos only to subscribe to patreon go to patreon.com slash is this good and you too can hear the full episode and all the amazing answers All right, that was the chaotic good to subscribe to Patreon. Go patreon.com slash is this good, and you too can hear the full episode. <laughs> Man, the laughs we had, right, Fomi? Oh, my goodness. People don't know what they're <laughs> oh, missing. They really got to subscribe. It was really great. <laughs> Actually, you, t- you told us the real reason you got fi- fired from James Corden, and some people are not going to hear that. That's it's upsetting. Um, all right, Fumi, there's only one thing left to do, and that's play subjective trivia. So, 
subjective trivia is just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. I have my answer written on this card here. Um, before I get to today's question, I want to introduce you to the characters in today's question. So, J.D., if you could please put up the slide. Um, again, we're running with a financial theme here, so I've, I got four financial gurus for you to take a look at here. Uh, I'm not sure what you think of these fellas. Uh, we got Jim Cramer, Mr. Mad Money himself. Uh, you should definitely remove all your savings from your 401k and day trade based on his tips. He's never wrong. Uh, we've got Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. The counter example I give whenever people ask me, how come there's no assholes in Canada? Um, he <laughs> is uh, one of ours being Canadian, and so I feel like I could talk shit about him because uh, he sucks. We got Mark Cuban, uh, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, also on Shark Tank. Um, the Benefactor. Remember that show where he just went around handing people cash, which is like half of all TikToks right now, is just people giving people money. I know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then we've got Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, one of the richest men in the world, famous for still living in that modest home he purchased in 1958. All right, so we've got these four financial gurus. Today's question is, which of these four people would you trust to Instacart for you? So one of these, you put your Instacart order in uh, for, let's say, the grocery store. One of these people is going to be the guy that goes in, gets the groceries, delivers them to you. Who do you trust most? And let's see if it matches my answer. I'll be honest. I don't know the top two guys because I'm not a financial expert, okay? We are a personal finance podcast. Okay, I don't know shit about money. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know anything, okay. okay? So I don't know who these two guys are. I do know Mark Cuban and I do know Warren Buffett. Um, you know, I've been watching, uh, I don't know if it's because of my algorithm, but like a lot of like Warren Buffett interviews have been coming up on my TikToks for some reason. And like, he seems like a pretty cool guy. Like he's he's not like... He, I know he's rich as shit, but he never has the sort of, like, aura of, like, an Elon Musk or, like, a Kanye or, like, you know? Like, he's not, like, flaunting as well. There's an interview where he's like, I'd probably be happy if I made, like, $100,000, you know? Like, he seems very modest about it. And with investments and stuff like that, he's like, if you don't know what you're doing, just, like, invest in, like, the, the Vanguard Index is what he says. Just invest in that. That's all you need to do, and you'll be fine in, like, 30, 40 years down the line. So... I would pick him, but he's old as shit, so I don't know yeah, 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 <laughs> if he yeah, can yeah, really yeah, pick out yeah. the items. Also, like, I like to get, like, you know, specialty, like, Japanese grocery items and stuff. I don't know if he can find no, he, he ain't stepping you know, into H-Mart. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. You know? He might just turn around the second he sees, like, Oxtail. He might be like, no, I don't know what that is. That's not food. <laughs> so, Mark Cuban, uh... I don't know. I feel like he just, I wouldn't trust him because he would probably pay someone else to do it for him or something and like mm. it would be all wrong. And I don't know these other guys, which is the one that you yeah, that, I was going to say, you don't, want, you don't want the two people you know. You don't know the other two people. I'll briefly, Jim Cramer, his show's Mad Money. He, he's sort of famous. Like he's got these sound effects that are like, bye, 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 sell, sell, sell. And he's turned like uh, financial advice into pure entertainment. It's like all bullshit mm -hmm. and he was famously called out by Jon Stewart 
on the Daily Show after the 2008 crash, and John Stewart was just like showing him clips of being like like Bear Stearns folding, and him being like, "I think it's a great time to get in the market right now." <laughs> um, so he's sort of like a big cartoon character, and then uh, Kevin O'Leary, as I said, he's Canadian. He was on the the Canadian version of Shark Tank, which is called Dragon's Den, and then they promoted him to the to, uh, to the show, so he got to go on Shark Tank America. Um, he's mm. pretty conservative. He's part of the conservative party in Canada. Um, and doesn't seem like a great guy. Uh, h- him and his wife were involved in a murder. Uh, yeah. they did. Wow. Whoa. Well, a manslaughter. A manslaughter. A manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were t- just, I just want to say for legal <laughs> reasons, they were, f- it was his wife. I think that was on trial for driving a boat, hit someone, you know, she was innocent. Not convicted, but wow. so many few people did die. He so he's he got charged for murder. Or he did not. They were in a boat together. Wife. They hit someone. Oh, they said that the other boats didn't have their lights on, and um, oh, she I was see, driving. I so I think she was on trial. Again, completely okay, innocent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> pick that guy, the murder guy. Okay, really? really? Wow. Because I feel like people who like have murdered or like. <laughs> have been on trial for murder they're like all about like attention to detail because they know everything could be an alibi everything can be you know questioned they need to they have to have like a photographic memory even because you don't know when they're gonna get you know interviewed by the fbi or whatever so i think his attention to detail is actually superior than these other guys who don't kill people so i'm gonna okay. go <laughs> so like that guy uh, okay, JD, do, uh, quickly, anyone you jump out of you? You don't think Warren Buffett has any bodies buried in that modest home of his? That's why he doesn't move, because he doesn't want anyone digging up the backyard. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, it's Mark Cuban, because he has a, uh, uh, you know, he's got a great business head, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's a billionaire. He, he may end up paying, he's a generous guy, so he may end up paying for the groceries that I send him for, just because he's in a good mood. Uh, and you're, you're also going to get some fun stuff in there. Like, he's going to throw in some some uh, ding-dongs and Twinkies and stuff, you know? Like, I feel like he's going to... There will be a good mix, and also some healthy stuff as well. So, it's I'm going Mark Cuban. Uh, yeah, Kramer, absolutely not. It'll just be toys and buzzers that you get. And Buffett, uh, Fumi is 100% right. He's just too old. You're going to get, like, uh, cream of wheat... And uh, and Coca Cola because he was the head of Coke at, uh, at a yeah. certain point. So uh, yeah, so give me Mark Cuban. Okay, well, unfortunately, you're both wrong. Second choice is Warren Buffett, but you're you're both correct that he's going to be like walking the aisles, going like uh, they're they're making milk out of almonds now. <laughs> they're all rich. They're all out of touch. But the answer is. Jim Cramer, and I will oh. tell you why. He lives in New York City, and New York City is one of the few places where if you're rich, you still have to see normal people um, mm. on the train, on the yeah, subway, walk in the streets. Kevin O'Leary, I'm not sure where he lives. Cubans in Dallas, Buffett's in Omaha. They're living cloistered lives. So Jim Cramer, you might have a chance that he's been in a supermarket sometime recently. So that's my answer. Fumi, where can people find you? 
Um, well, thanks for having me on the podcast. This was such a great mental exercise. Um, please find <laughs> me on Instagram and TikTok at the Fumiabe. That's T H E F U M I A B E. I also have a personal finance podcast called Cash Cuties, where we look at our friends' credit card statements and judge their spending habits with love. Uh, I host, I co-host it with my friend Steffi Bake. We are on Apple. Spotify. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, we're on that platform. So just when you're done listening to this, search Cash Cuties and give us a chance, please. What about a stand-up gig coming up? This is coming out on Monday, just so you know. I'm doing this show called Hot Tub next Wednesday on the 29th. It's a permanent record house in is that Silver Lake or something in L.A. So if you're in L.A., uh, I think it's like me. Cypress Park. Yeah. If you're uh, in L.A., it's on the east side. Come check me out at Hot Tub. Um, it's hosted by... I don't know their names. I forgot. Kristen Schaal and Kurt Burke. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that show. Brown Holler. I know that show. Brown Holler. <laughs> they're famous oh, they're people. They're definitely going to invite people. you back, Fumi. <laughs> <laughs> Just bleep that out. Just bleep that part out. Okay. <laughs> that will be edited. Uh, if you have topics, tweet them to me at startersmatter. Email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, join the Patreon. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Fumi for coming on. Go see him in person. Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review. For everyone, I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week.